Triple M's The Real Football Show Catch-Up. Saturday mornings from 7am for CMI Toyota, SA's number one Toyota dealer. Triple M's Real Football Show. The biggest names and the biggest issues affecting fans of the round ball. Terrific run and a super finish. With Chris Dittmar. Can I just pick him up there? I'm 52 and I'm not growing up or mature. <laughs> and Scottish football superstar, Albie Kidd. The Triple M Real Football Show. Yes, good morning everybody and welcome once again on this beautiful Saturday morning. Talk about God's country. We are right in the heart of it. And what a morning we've got for you in the next two hours when we discuss... The real footy world, yes, the real footy world. Uh, some big things happening, some controversy, drama, highlights. I'm going to get stuck into a couple of blokes this morning. I can't wait for that. As I welcome the panel this morning for the next two hours. The only person we haven't got here is Palais this morning. <laughs> As I welcome from the Adelaide Advertiser, number one soccer writer, Val Miliachi. I've got morning. your name right again, Val. Oh, Miliachi. Oh, oh, bravo. Oh, mate, you, mate you, you are a dead duck. Do you think? I know. Do you reckon Brisbane Roar don't want your neck? They're after your blood. They're after me for writing that story. John Aloisi, Ross Aloisi, Adelaide. A a little later, we're going to suck into that. But we've got uh, our man behind the panel who loves his soccer, Alex Abella. Good morning, Alex. Morning, KG. And how about this, Val? We're 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 in awe this morning. Obviously, wouldn't you love to see this? Our next guest, sorry, wearing the Adelaide United shirt tomorrow at Suncorp Stadium, playing for you. Wouldn't that be sensational? A dream come true. The man who kicks those magical goals at Cooper Stadium for so many years for Adelaide United. And I welcome a new dad, dad for the second time, Bruce Chateau oh, to the yeah. show. Bruce, Brucey. welcome Brucey. to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. Well, now, looking forward to it. Nice to be back home, uh, Bruce. Fantastic. I'm just looking over the view now. Not a cloud in the sky, How mate. How good is that, Bruce? It's minus five in Korea. <laughs> <laughs> that's where you've come from. <laughs> that's where I've come from, so... Uh, perfect timing for holidays, that's for sure. Absolutely beautiful. And a, a big game tomorrow, of course, which we'll preview a, a little later against Raw, Adelaide United. We'll talk about their big win over Wellington Phoenix, which was great. And we'll ask the, ask the big leading questions. We'll talk to James Holland from Adelaide United. And we've, we've asked Bruce into the program. Now, we're, we're not just, we just haven't invited him for his good <laughs> looks. We're going to hit some hard probing questions. What's his future? What's he going to do? Is he coming back? Unbelievable. So, Are you his agent? So, <laughs> now, before we go to our first break, a dad again for the second time? Yeah, a couple months ago, two two months ago. Um, flew back from Korea. Yeah. Uh, in, a, in a rush, obviously. Um, I missed the moment, but, but I, was, I was able to spend one day here, which was one. generous from their behalf. <laughs> Not so much from mine, but... but yeah, I had to get back. We were in the middle of the season and, and it was difficult, but uh, something that I just had to do. How old are the kids now? Uh, my son's 22 months and my daughter's only two months now. A pigeon so. pair too, Bruce. Pigeon pair, mate, Beautiful. finished. I'm, it's, all gone, it's all finished now. <laughs> so you're saying the cue's in the rack? Yeah, that's it. Cue's <laughs> on the rack. If that's how you want to put it. Out, but he might put the balls away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Boom, boom. <laughs> We're doing it thanks to CMI Toyota, South Australia's number one Toyota dealer. More with Bruce and the boys next. It's the real football show right here at Triple M.
104.7 Triple M. You know your name, don't you, KB? Yeah, yeah. I know, but I can't say it at times. <laughs> it's the Real Football Show, thanks to CMI Toyota, South Australia's number one Toyota dealer this morning. Brigitte's here, Val from the Advertiser and KG. Good on you, Alex. And, of course, as we saw last week, Adelaide United back into the winner's circle when they had a, a terrific win over uh, Phoenix 2-zip. Let's relive those two magical goals by Henrique. Here we go. Set up for Enrique. You don't you love watching the Brazilian play? Absolutely magical last week. Now, can I ask you, Val and mm-hmm. Bruce, uh, are the boys back? It's similar to what happened last year. Are the boys back? This is a tough one today, but Bruce, are the boys back? Yeah, certainly. If you if you go on last week's performance, yep. I think they were they were very very good. In saying that, I think they've been quite good throughout the season. They've gotten some tough decisions, if you like, yep. and, and and been quite unlucky. I think this year, what's going to make it difficult to replicate what happened last, last season year. is the Asian Champions League, of course. That's going to be really difficult. Um, if they can get everyone fit and keep everyone fit once the Champions League starts, that's going to be difficult within itself. Yep. If then they cop a few injuries, it makes the task very, very challenging. I mean, you look back at Sydney FC and Melbourne Victory last season, You know, Sydney FC didn't even make the finals. Melbourne Victory scraped into sixth. They had pretty good Asian Champions yep. League campaigns, but just battling on both fronts with with a squad of twenty three, the travel and everything involved makes it very difficult. Like I've done it before, Eugene Galekovic has done it before. Maybe a couple of players that are still left there have, have done it before. They they know what's ahead, mm-hmm. so it's important that between now and when the Asian Champions League starts, they pick up as many points as possible. Now, Val, you predicted on on the show last week that uh, that Adelaide United would beat uh, the Phoenix. What did you like about their win? 2-0, great, but what did you like about it? They scored two goals for a change. Good because point. they didn't they have never scored more than a goal no. this season. But I've been predicting a win every week for Adelaide. <laughs> so so it's it's not your loyal man. Yeah, it's nothing new. <laughs> but what I did like about it was there seemed to be um, much more of a hunger. Enrique added a lot more to the side. And that's not to say disrespect the young guys doing the job while he's been. But he's injured. special, isn't he? He is. Um he he did quite well for what did he play seventy odd minutes? Yep. And now Sirio's coming back for tomorrow's Moroni. game. Hopefully he'll get a few minutes. Michael Moroni's back. Yep. It's all starting to come together. I think um, the combination and Bruce can probably talk more about this between Guardiola, Caruska, and Enrique. Once Sirio in, that's going to be a lot more dangerous. Do you like it, Bruce? Yeah, certainly I like it. I think uh, the injuries really have played a part. Yep. I, like, like Val said, I think the guys who have come in and done the job while, whilst the Thidios and the Enriques have, have been injured have done quite a good job. Yep. But I think uh, Thidio, Enrique, Guardiola, Karuska, James Holland, these guys are the first ones on the, on the, on the team sheet for, for a reason. You know? So when you get them all back together and, and then you've got the young guys coming off the bench and, and, and performing quite well as well, yep. then uh, you know, you really got a formidable side there. Yeah, I'm getting excited. <laughs> <laughs> but it's quite scary. Like it's, it's starting to pan out exactly like last season. After eight rounds, the same points. Yep. Like the goals against was a little better this season. Win the first game, obviously, against Wellington. And it was almost the anniversary of the game against Perth where 
Pablo scored in the third minute and off you went. What happened last year? What was the turning point last year for that first yeah, win? Yeah, good question. And and obviously you'd know about this season because you've got the inside with the boys still, which is good. <laughs> yeah. I, I, think, <coughs> I think last season it was <coughs> – we were playing – Relatively poorly, you could say at the at the start, and and I don't know exactly what the, the the turning point was, or if anything specifically happened that day. But we put on a decent performance against Perth, and and Pablo scored a very good goal early on, and we went on from there. In terms of, we just really took it game by game. It's real cliche, and a lot of people say it, yep. but they generally that, don't do it. But happened. we actually did it, yeah. Because when you're so far behind. You don't want to even look too far ahead mm. because you're like, oh, we're so far behind. We need to win six games. And then maybe when you start to do those sort of calculations, it can be a bit demoralizing. When you take a game by game, when you're so far behind, it's actually quite easy to just chip away. You know, mm. if we get another three points this week, then, you know, we can move up one space. And then if we get another three points, we can jump into finals contention. Yep. If we get another three points. Yep. Be top four step here. By step. Then it got to later on in the season, and it was like, "Hey, here we come! We win this last game. We're going to be top." <laughs> and then it's up to Brisbane and Melbourne that game. And obviously, you have to be a bit lucky as well. Uh, obviously, Melbourne had the Asian Champions League game. They played a second string, or not their first best yeah. eleven, if if you like. And Brisbane only had to 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 win the game and. They were in good form. They were very good all season. And, you know, Melbourne held out for the draw. So we won the minor premiership. That allowed us to be top, which allowed us to have the home grand final. It was a fairy tale, wasn't it? Yeah. So fairy tales need a bit of luck. And they they do come true. They need a bit of luck. I think this season, you know, how often they're fairy tales for a reason. They don't happen very often. So it's, look, uh, I'm not going to sit here and say, look, the boys are going to do it again and and apply more pressure onto them. They, They know what. They're in for. They understand the situation. Many of them were there before. Yep. Uh, in last season, so you know they, they they know what they need to do. I think uh, they're not going to be thinking about coming first now. You know, there wasn't a team like a Sydney FC last year where they were undefeated after nine rounds. Mm. It was it was I wouldn't say more even, but there were a lot more points taken off each other from the the top teams yep. that allowed us to creep up, creep up, and creep up. Beautiful. Just, just with Sydney. It's it's rather ironic. It's the same as last year. Sydney, okay, got more points away, but it's the same scenario. Sydney were on top. You guys are at the bottom end, mm. and it's still the same now. Good. Uh, it's is it all all going to happen? Is it going to be deja vu again? <laughs> I don't get it. Is. Look, we're going to take a break, and we're going to we're going to preview tomorrow's big game. Just I want to ask you and Bruce. Just look, every game's important, but if if, if we can go up there, get the points up, the three points up there. Bingo! Good work, KG. It's the Real Football Show, Triple M. One hundred four point seven Triple M. It is the Real Football Show. Thanks to CMI Toyota, South Australia's number one Toyota dealer. This morning, Bruce Val from the Advertiser and KG. Thank you, Alex. And of course, I don't need to tell you, but tomorrow, gee whiz, at Suncorp, what a big game it is again for Adelaide United. Raw, a, a pretty good performance so far, Brisbane Raw. But to Val, before you and Bruce dissect how we can win the game, can I throw you under the bus again? <laughs> Well, at least Everyone I'm, else does. Well, at least just I'm consistent. Yep. Now you, you you are right under the pump from the CEO Mark Kinsman of uh, of Raw. Predictable. He's, a, he's <laughs> very predictable. He's accusing you 
Me. Of, of playing mind games with your article during the week about John and Ross Aloisi. If Amore doesn't uh, continue his time with Adelaide United, you've made the point that John mm. and Ross Aloisi may, in fact, come back and uh, take over the reins at Adelaide United. They've fallen out of their tree, Raw, <laughs> saying you are playing mind games. Now, let me. No, no, look at me, Val. <laughs> are you playing mind games? No, absolutely not. He's only protecting his job because he can't sign players because they haven't re-signed John or Ross Aloisi. Oh. That's what that's what's going on, and Bruce knows all about this game as well. But obviously, that <laughs> Guillermo Moore hasn't re-signed yet. Okay, and there's eighty percent of Adelaide United squad coming off contract. contracts. I heard a whisper that they're looking at a plan B. What's plan B? Plan B is, is if Guillermo leaves, you have to have somebody in place that. Players coming off contract, and Bruce can probably vouch for this, know and respect, so they go, hmm, these guys are okay. We want to stay on. Well, all right. Well, let me, let me ask you and Bruce two questions here. First of all, Amor, will he re-sign Bruce? Oh, I've got no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was the inside man. Yeah, that's right. What's oh, your gut I'm feeling? inside with the boys, not with the, not with the coaches, not, not with the boss. Um, I don't know. I don't know. He's been very successful in his time here. Yep. He has a massive profile. He I think has. We actually don't even realise. No, like he, 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 he can go home. to Man City, Barcelona. He can go wherever he wants, really. Mm. But um, but yeah. um, not that he needs it. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I, I really, I've got, I've got no idea. I don't want to speculate, but. He can stay. Good. He can. He can. He can leave. He, it's completely up to him, really. Val. Ask you the same question. Will he stay or go? Um, I, look, I think he's going to leave. Whoa. Um, I mean, he did the he did the right thing. He could have walked away at the end of the championship yep. and, and, and left and left like yeah, right at done. the top A yep. league. Because I I do understand that he he did see Pep Guardiola when in, in his last game at Bayern Munich at the Allianz yeah. Stadium, and and I understand that was a chat. Pep said, "Come come join me at Manchester City." He's a man of his word. Another year contract came back. It's up at the end of uh, right this season. Now, if he does move, as you suggest, suggested he may, mm-hmm. is John and Ross the replacement? Well, well, I don't know if they're the replacement, but why wouldn't you start Adelaide talking boys? to these guys quietly just in case? Well, because they, they've, they've been a good combination yep. up at Brisbane Raw. They're only one game away from winning the Premier's plate. You know, thanks to Lawrence Thomas, the keeper of Melbourne Victory, and obviously Adelaide United had to do their bit. So, and and I've worked with Ross as a coach at junior level. Sorry, he, bugger. He he's outstanding as a coach. He <laughs> a really is outstanding. Not only a good bloke, but he is a very very good coach. Mm. Okay, let's let's get on to the game tomorrow now. Uh, as as you said, Bruce, off here, and I'm not dobbing you in, but you said that if Adelaide United win, that's a big statement. This the. the Every game's critical. What do they need to do to win this game and get the three points? Drive in the penalty box. Sorry? Take a dive and get a couple of penalties. <laughs> that seems to be the theme lately, isn't it? <laughs> I'm not so cynical. <laughs> I think I'll uh, I'll go with, look, if, if, if they can keep possession, yep. which is very difficult up at Suncorp, Isaias won't be playing, makes it even more difficult. But if, if, if they can keep the ball, make Brisbane work and... Uh, Take their chances, you know. That, that's normally what it comes down to. Uh, whether they go there and defend and, and hit them on the counter or whether they go there and try to dominate possession. 
as long as they take their chances, then then they they've got a very good chance of winning. Val, what what do you think they need to do to win? Would you agree with Bruce? Yeah, I do. I do. I think I think Brisbane are beatable, and and, and they are beatable. John and Ross have been they they're playing a little bit different this this season. They've been more pragmatic. They can do without the ball, whereas when Ange had them, they always wanted the ball. They always wanted to do the press. Yep. I think they've turned. They're actually playing a lot like Adelaide United. Um, what are Moore's done with the team? Don't you think Bruce? Where I think under Gombau, you guys are a high press, and we've seen this with Melbourne City: high press, high line, keep it up all times. Whereas a more sort of changed it up a bit. Yeah, we'll do it now. Drop back, and I think Brisbane's the same. And I think it's going to be a tight game. It's going to be a cat and mouse. Mm. But like Bruce said, Adelaide takes their chances, which they're going to get, and yeah. put them away. They'll come home winners. Can I ask a layman's question here? Why would a guy like Amore, with, as you said, Bruce, with such a high profile, could go anywhere in the world, why would he come to little old Adelaide and coach a side like Adelaide United? Well, initially he came because Josep Gombau invited him obviously down in a more technical director type role. Yep. Um, I don't know what his reasons were for coming, maybe to get a bit more first team experience yep. and, and, and just to learn on on the job maybe without the, the high pressure that you might get. Goes with a high profile job, yep. Right. So then obviously Josep left suddenly and, and he took he took the role. So, you know, he's been fantastic in the job. Um oh, I can't speak highly enough about him. He's 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 done fantastic things and just going back on, on whether he's going to re-sign or not, yep. I think from a player's perspective, I can I can give you the player's perspective. Yeah, please do. I think when you're coming off contract and you don't know who the coach is, yep. as Good there couldn't be this. any more uncertainty yep. than than that. Yep. Now, it's like investing in something, KG. Yeah. You're going to invest in something that's speculative and uncertain, or you're going to wait till you're going to wait. You know, it's showing that turns profits and and it's yeah. paying dividends. And you think, hey, if I put my money here, I'm definitely at least going to get some yield back. So I think as a player, you you, you definitely look at the the situation in terms of. I'll give you a perfect example. Tommy Urich was here. Yep. We didn't have a coach. Uh, didn't know who we were going to sign as coach. Right? Oh, same scenario, heap of uncertainty. He went to Western Sydney and then Giuseppe came later. Mm. You get me? Yeah, I do. When Giuseppe was here, I think we had heaps of players coming off contract as mm. well in one season. And I think almost every, everyone who they wanted to stay stayed well, because it, of Giuseppe, really. That, right? So now when you've got this uncertainty with 80% of players out of contract, yeah. Mate, I would not want to be the one trying to resign boys. It makes it very difficult. Interesting situation. Okay, we'll come back with that with a, a bit of fireworks after this. I'm gonna. I'm, one thing that I don't oh. like about the, the real uh, footy is when people take dives, and we'll discuss that right after this. It's the real football show. We're doing it for CMI Toyota, South Australia's number one Toyota dealer, Triple M. 104.7 Triple M. It's the real football show for CMI Toyota, South Australia's number one Toyota dealer. Every Saturday morning between 7 and 9, we talk nothing but the round ball game. The best game going around this morning, ex-United legend Bruce Jitte, Val from the Advertiser and KG. Got on you, Alex. Coming up a little later, we'll be talking to James Holland from Adelaide United, taking on, of course, the Raw tomorrow up in uh, Queensland. But, fellas, watching Raw the other day and seeing Jade North take the biggest dive I think I've ever seen any soccer player take, honestly, why wasn't why wasn't action taken against Jay North? Because that that was embarrassing for him. 
was embarrassing for his side and it was embarrassing for the integrity of the game. Why was that not punished? Regrettable. He's not that type of guy either. Well, I, I and, don't know. And, I'm, and I'm glad he's come out and apologised. And I think that was because he wanted to apologise. But I think, and we've talked about this off air with Bruce, that Football Federation Australia's referees have set a precedent from round two. And I think, firstly, with with a couple of shocking tackles which put out Sergio Sirio, uh, round three, Enrique, almost ruined James Holland, Yep, um, that Western Sydney game. That should have been two red cards. So the precedent is you can tackle as, as much as you want, you're only going to get a red, uh, a yellow. And we've seen, like, pretty gruesome tackles happening, which I don't like seeing because they're professional players and there should be some respect amongst each other. I That's agree, one. totally, yep. The second thing is against Melbourne City when Kilkenny took a horrible dive against Adelaide United... Mm when Izzah uh, put his hand on his face. He didn't smash him, just, just touched, touched tapped him. him. That went by unpunished. That set another precedent. So it's virtually telling the players, you can do it, no, nothing's going to happen. And we've got to the point where Jade North, regrettably, did it again against Melbourne City. And then last night we saw an incident where uh, Fernando Brandan did it for Melbourne City Against Sydney, and that was disgraceful as well. Well, Alex made the point when he came in this morning. It was again last night. How do you, how do you see that this situation in the game, uh, Bruce? Yeah, I think it's quite new. I can't remember the A League ever having a, a, a problem with with that. I think you get problems with diving sometimes yes. in terms of was there contact, wasn't there contact? Did he pull his shirt enough for him to go down, or yep. was it just marginal? And he's and he's playing the referee. Or I understand that, but what I'm seeing now is. You know, people getting tap, patted on the head and, and, and falling down. That like, was embarrassing, like that Jade so, Moore situation. Yeah, and, and they paid the price. They copped the goal. Goal. So, good riddance, you know. So, I think uh, it's something that needs to be stamped out. It should have been clamped down on with Kilkenny, if, if I'm honest. I was watching that game. Yeah. Yep. And, and I thought there would be a sanction yep. after, but, but there wasn't. And, and it's disappointing in the sense that, one, the players are doing it. Yep. Really, they they could take the responsibility and of not stop doing, doing it. it. Yep. Yeah, and and secondly, if if it's going to keep happening, then I think uh, someone's got to be made an example of. Yep. and and it'll stop. But where do you take? You've got to take it back to Kilkenny yeah. first, because now how do you make an example now? Let, well, well, it's too late. They've let that one go. So Jade does it. Jade North does it. Fernando or Brandon does it last night. When's it going to stop? Well, yeah, but how 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 far is they going to be taking it? How how often are we going to see it? Because it doesn't do the integrity well, of the game one bit of good. So FFA now have got a perfect. There's perfect timing now to actually stamp it out because it's another Melbourne City player doing it. Take action right now against Brandon because it was a, you're the first club who did it this season. Might as well do it. My, poor guy now. So you, you like him to, to go bang, bang, bang and, I'd and like to see like, sanction? I'd like to see like a game. Get out. Get out. Take the weekend off. Have a couple of grand fine. Yep. No one will do it anymore. W- would you agree with that, Bruce? Maybe too harsh for Bruce. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I think you either do it at the start oh, we, we or... Don't. Or you give the or you give the referees maybe some sort of instruction that if you see this, whether it's the fourth official, the sideline, uh, the linesman, or, or or the referee, yep, you can give red cards for that now. 
Mm, fair enough. Okay, but something's got to be done about it because it, that Jade North, I couldn't believe I was watching it. It was embarrassing. I was embarrassed for him. It is embarrassing. I actually feel for him because... I do too. It, it's way out of character for Jade and I applaud him for actually having the courage to come out and admit he was wrong where in Melbourne City won't do this. Yes. Mm. Right? They, they haven't come out and gone, oh, sorry, the, this is not part of our game. They should have done that with Cool Kenny, mm. but... Didn't do it. No. Okay, coming up, still we've got plenty of action coming all the way. We're going to talk to Bruce about uh, where, he's, where he's going to go, what's he going to do, where he's coming back to, you know, to do. Cha-ching. What? Cha-ching. What's this cha-ching? Cash register, though. He's a champion now. Well, that's he's all coming. He's got two kids to pay for as well. <laughs> two kids to all. pay for. We're just Private gonna... school. Mercedes yeah. SUV. We're just going to keep our, our, our listeners on. <laughs> House in Burnside. <laughs> Just going to keep our listeners on ice. But that's coming your way a little later. But coming up shortly, oh, he's, he's got the fist loaded. Uh, we'll be talking to United player James Holland. It's the real football show. Thanks to CY Toyota. It's Triple M. Triple M, it is the real football show for your Saturday morning for CMI Toyota, South Australia's number one Toyota dealer this morning. Bruce Jutte, Val Miliaccio from the Advertiser and KG. Good on you, Alex. Now, uh, of course, Bruce, we're about to introduce a former teammate of yours. A very important game tomorrow. Every game's important for Adelaide United now. But uh, if they can make a statement tomorrow, that would be absolutely sensational and get the three points as you welcome the program man who's having a very good season, James Holland. James, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. Pleasure. Now, James, the win last week, our first three points. What's that done for the for the feeling among the players and the confidence of the players? Um, obviously, it's a, I think it's a bit of a psychological thing. It's, yep. it's uh, good to finally finally get those three points. I feel like there were games this season where we were really close, um, where we probably deserved to get a little bit more out of the game, but for whatever, for whatever reason, we. Uh, we didn't do that, so that that, that to get that three points, um, I think, gives us that little bit of a psychological edge. So how's training been this week, James? Um, obviously, is going to be missing tomorrow because he's That's suspended. That's a huge loss. Oh, it's massive. Um, does that mean you're going to sit sit in that number six spot? How, is, is Guladmov sort of pointed to anything new happening? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, is a huge loss. He's been a really important te- part of the team for for a while now, um, but. Hopefully we can uh, we can cover that. I think over the last few weeks I've been playing that number six role predominantly, mm. so that won't change too much. But I think with Isa there, it gave me a little bit more freedom to break forward when I when I had the opportunity. Whereas this game, I, I think I'll I'll be sitting a little bit more. Um, so yeah, it, look, hopefully we can fill that void. He's definitely a big loss, but um, we're definitely going to go out there for three points. Did the boss talk to you about him not being there for the last two matches, like? You know how he saw the game differently because I, I noticed on Fox Sports, obviously he was taking notes. Um, you get a different view. Has he yep. mentioned, like, you know, he liked what he saw, he didn't like what he saw. Can you do this better? Has he gone through it at all? Uh, the boss is generally he's always pretty positive. He, he's, I guess he he hasn't really touched on the fact that he's looking at the game from a different perspective. I suppose he sees the game how he sees it, um, and. You know, he, during that time, he was also feeding those notes back to Powell, who, who, who was uh, who was um, letting us know as well. So he, he didn't really touch on the fact that he was, you know, watching it from a different perspective, and, and uh, it was just kind of business as usual, I guess. He didn't feed those notes during the suspension, <laughs> did he? Did he hand yeah, them to the waiter and it got, my, got onto the apologies. bench somehow? My apologies. <laughs> 
Okay. We'll clear that one up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but obviously, or well, maybe not. <laughs> no. Look for a little waiter. <laughs> Can I have a drink, please? Just to take this down to the bench. Well, we had Mourinho we do, we in do, a wheelie bin, didn't we? Sorry, we do, what was that, Jack? Yeah, Mourinho in a wheelie bin. We do always have Blazer up there, the, the goalkeeper coach, who also always um, kind of looks at the game from that perspective and, and gives his opinion on it. So there's always that, that um, there anyway. So, I reckon the things are starting to turn. We've got Amor now out of the stands, back down on, on, on the bench. We've got Moroni and Sirio back in the squad. I just get the feeling that the, the tides turn for us somewhat. Yeah, 100%. I think those, those injuries at the start of the season were... Killed were, you. Yeah, a big loss. I think... You know, just even so, for, even for the competition within the team, it's good to to have everyone pushing each other. So it's good to have those boys back. Obviously, Syria is another one that's important for us. Um, Moroni there. You know, we've we've got that little bit of depth now, which which helps. And um, yeah, I've got a good feeling as well. Just uh, obviously, Brisbane over the last couple of weeks, John Aloisi's been firing a few rockets across across the bowels. Um, they seem to be getting they when they get emotional. This is the point I want to make. On the pitch, they don't play well, and we've seen that in the last couple of games. When when everything's cool, they're actually a good side. But if you can rock the boat a little bit, they they rock. Is and, that and do what? What do you mean rock the boat? What, what, get into their faces. Faces, yeah. right? Yeah, right. Ups, upset good one, Val. And it, yeah, and it and it. We've seen John get upset last week at Timmy Kale. Yes, yes, I saw that on TV. And I think it rocked Brisbane as so well. So you're saying United should get into the faces of Brisbane rule? Well, it could be a plan. Like, if you upset maybe the boss a little bit, and that and he gets upset back and it transforms to his team, mm. you've got him by maybe a little bit of the jugular. W- would you consider that, James? Hey, I'm going to go whisper sweet nothings into John Aloysius' ears. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, now that Val's giving me the hot tip. Um, <laughs> You should tell him that it's come from Val as well. Val's popular yeah, yeah, at the moment. I'm, I'm too close to the family to shoot me, Because Brisbane Raw want, want Val Belliacci's blood. They you, want his blood. You wanted the boat rock, mate. So. <laughs> <laughs> Same retreat now. But, you know, <laughs> the mind games. I mean, how important is it in, in the scheme of things? I mean, you know, like, get the upper hand psychologically. Does it does it work on the footy pitch? I think it can, but at the same time, I think a lot of that um, will funnel down through the coach, and our coach generally doesn't buy into any of that. So yeah. um, we, as a team, probably don't buy into it either. I think um, you know, there's coaches like Arnie and maybe Johnny Aloisi that, that like to to use the media in that way, and, and maybe they do that on purpose for their team. But our coach kind of takes a back seat in that regard and, and focuses on our game and, and allows us to do that as well. How are you going to beat them tomorrow? Yeah, Obviously, uh, Brett Holman's missing because he's had a knee operation, a minor one, but Jamie McLaren's in the lineup. He wasn't there last time you played in that 1-1 draw. What do you need to do to beat them? How are you going to beat them? We've got Val, the secret weapon. That's <laughs> um, yeah, throw, me, throw me under the bus. Beautiful, here. James. And, uh, <laughs> Nah. nah, look, Brisbane are a really hard team to break down. They're defensively really organised and disciplined. Obviously, at home, they play really well. Um, it's going to be a tough game for us. Uh, how are we going to beat them? Obviously, that's something we're discussing internally. But, um, yeah, it's, it's without a doubt going to be a really difficult game for us. James, one of your former teammates is on our panel this morning. He's, 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 he's playing with his computer at the moment. How, how would you like to have Bruce Chate in uh, a shirt playing tomorrow? 
I was wondering who that was in the background. <laughs> Bring back Bruce. Just Bring back Bruce. He's lurking. Just creeping, mate. He is, isn't he? Um, sorry, what was the question again? <laughs> How would you like to have him in a United shirt tomorrow? Oh, I'd love it. I'd love it. Obviously, Brucey, um, from all accounts, he was a very big uh, part of the change room last year. So, obviously, he'd be a fantastic um, contribution to the team. Disappointing that he's not there, but at the same time, um, it's just good to feel his presence back in Adelaide, to be honest. <laughs> I'll shout your lunch then. <laughs> Thanks, mate. I nice appreciate shout. it. I was hoping for that. <laughs> so, uh, James, this morning's obviously the last training session at Hindmarsh. I think it's closed doors. We're only allowed in for uh, 10, 15 minutes. And we're not, actually, we're not even allowed in this morning, which is okay. So, what's. What's the, the last training session usually like? Uh, is it just a tweak? Is it tactical? Do you loosen up? What do you usually do? No, we generally do the tactical stuff um, two days before the game. So this is more so just, I guess, a uh, more of a priming session, you could probably call it. Just um, getting us sharp, getting us ready, short and uh, quick. And, and yeah, getting all the, I suppose, the loosening ourselves up for the, for the game tomorrow. Well, James, good luck. It, it, it looked to, to win tomorrow would be huge. Another three points. Good luck to you and the boys. I just get a feeling about Adelaide tonight. A good feeling. So, to you and the boys, all the best, James. And we appreciate your time. And make your mate here, Bruce, your tie by your lunch hole, son. Good on you, James. You James Holland, a very important player for Adelaide United. Absolutely. I've got a feeling about give tomorrow. Him a new nickname though. Dutch is soft. Well, Dutch, it's he... Oh, Holland, Dutch, yeah. Yeah, it's... I didn't create it. it, 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 You're right, it's too old. Like, the cricketer plays for... He's Dutchy Holland. It's ridiculous. You've got to use a bit more imagination. It it is... You're right, lame. Good word. Good word. (laughs) Where are you going to go for lunch, Bruce? I don't know. Somewhere cheap now. (laughs) There's a nice little tight place down there. Very reasonable too. Oh, yeah? Beautiful. It's the Real Football Show for CMI Toyota, South Australia's number one Toyota dealer. This morning, KG Val from the Advertiser and Bruce Jitte. It's Triple M. 104.7 Triple M with the Chili Peppers. It's a Saturday morning. That means between 7 and 9, we do the Real Football Show. Thanks to CMI Toyota this morning. Bruce Jitte, legend of Adelaide United, yes. and of course the Socceroos, Val from the Advertiser and KG. Thank you, Alex. Let's get some uh, some footy news, Val and and Bruce. Val, were you surprised? I'm amazed. Footy news. You're saying <laughs> which footy? The real footy. <laughs> Check that out. You, you just threw me right on the bus. I can't believe it. My, my mates aren't talking to me. <laughs> what mates I did have aren't talking to me. I can't believe you. We're going to for marbles. So I think they're right. Now, Ernie Merrick. Were you surprised to see him? Uh, Resign as coach after being beaten by United last week? The timing. I was surprised by the timing, timing? but no, not to see him Well, his gone. days numbered, were they? I thought they were. Um, they weren't delivering, obviously. Yep. They. Uh, he's recruited, uh, I think, a very good attack. Yep. Big money, and they just haven't delivered, and I thought they got well beaten last weekend. But it was a real surprise. I'd, he did the press conference after the game. Yep. He ended the press conference. He, Ernie's Ernie. He, he uh, I think he's a, he's, a, he's a good man. Ended the press conference by sticking up for Guillermo Morse about his suspension. I saw that. Read that article. <clears throat> and then in the morning, a press release comes out from Wellington Phoenix. He's gone. I darted over to the Hotel Crown Plaza where they were staying. He'd already left. But the timing for me was surprising. He'll get the job. I think they're going to go with their uh, interim boys, Chris Greenacre and, and, and Humphreys. They're going to see how they go for the next couple of weeks. weeks. And they might be happy with them, which which might be okay. But I've said this last week. I don't think Wellington should be in our A-League. I think we need an Australian club. Would you agree them. with that, Bruce? 
No, I think they bring a lot to the A League. So, like, well, they brought Nathan <laughs> Burns back. He loves it there. But no, they're a well-run club. They've got very good owners. Yep. Everyone speaks very highly of of the way the the club's managed and that. And and that's in stark contrast to some of the Australian clubs. So if Wellington can can do it well, and you know if they gave him a shortened license, there was a big uproar about that. And, you know the owners wanted to sit down some long term sort of uh, strategic yep. uh, uh, things at the club in terms of training facilities and all that. So they're very committed, and I think it's important to have uh, committed people in, in involved. Uh, okay, you're not going to get from all over the country to come join the A-League but New Zealand being so close I think I think it's worthwhile having them in the in the league. Yeah, they've just been making up the numbers Bruce. They need to win something. They haven't they haven't done anything like that. They haven't even been close. I mean they were close a couple of years ago and that yeah. was it and, and for me if you, you're coming from another country you're taking jobs away from our people you need to be better than what we've got and that's that's my argument. Give now, it to another Australian club, in my opinion. Now, Bruce, you'd be delighted with the fact that football, the number one participated club sport for juniors and adults in Australia, so it's making a tremendous inroads. You'd be delighted with that news. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. I th- uh, you know, it's always been sort of known, but uh, I went to a press conference in Sydney a couple of days ago yep. with the Federal Minister for Sport and, and FFA and the Old Sports Commission and... and you know, I was I was kind of like, didn't we always know that? <laughs> <laughs> but what was happening is, uh, you know, like you know, football adduce an independent uh, review or survey, if you like. You know, rugby league would do one, rugby union, and you know, AFL would do one. And you know, if you did an Oz kick camp, yep. and went twice a year, then yeah. then they'd count you in. Yep. So this being an independent one done by the Australian government and the Australian Sports Commission, the same criteria applies. Uh, Australia, uh, Australia football was by far and away most participated club-based sport. One point one odd million. Really, that's registered. Registered. That's pretty. From from <laughs> obviously from <laughs> birth all the way to whatever twenty or whatever. Yeah. Um, golf was second. Golf. Mm. Where, sure where, golf. Six hundred something thousand. Where was AFL footy? Fourth, I think. No, third. No, maybe further down. For, mm, well, third, maybe. Well. Because cricket, I think cricket was Up third there. or fourth, yeah. Now, Bruce, while you're here, can I ask you, would you like to see a second A-League side in the competition from Adelaide? Yeah, certainly. Why not? I think competition oh, is always good. And I think uh, uh, the best thing to uh, – I liken it to being a player. You know, if you're the only striker in the team, well, you're going to play, aren't you? Yeah, you are. When you've got a couple other good breathing strikers there breathing down your neck, yep. not only can, can you continue to play, but you can – Played a much better level, knowing that if if your level drops, that maybe your position's under threat. So I always think competition's a fantastic way to to make Adelaide United better. You know, I'd always be an Adelaide United keep fan. Keep them on their toes, though. Keeps them better. Keeps them on their yep. toes. I think yep. you can see that in the A League in two different aspects. Ange Postecoglou did it with on field. He went to Brisbane Raw, changed the way they played football, and it changed the way the whole league played football because mm. Brisbane was so successful. All the other clubs are like, hold on, we need a good coach. We need a coach that can get our team to play well, whatever style that might be, but the coach is so important. Salary cap league, only 23 players to choose from. Coach is key. Now you've got Melbourne City doing it in an off-field sense in mm. terms of the facilities they have, the infrastructure they're building, what they offer the players off-field. I think when they go to sign a player now, or definitely in a year or two, now they're starting to win some trophies. They just won the cup the other week. 
mate, I think players are going to Melbourne City before they're going anywhere else. Yeah. But no one cares about them because their fans aren't turning up. Last last weekend they had eight and a half thousand and people a- in a massive game. So why don't Melbourne support Melbourne City? Why don't they come out? Well, and that's testament to Melbourne victory and how good a job they've done. So they're the juggernaut of the league, no doubt, in terms of membership, in terms of engagement with fans. And you're talking about a club going into to, to, to a market where Melbourne Victory have absolutely, you know, treated their members well, treated yep, their fans well. They've looked after them yep, for a long that's time. That's important too. Very, very successful club. They've won trophies. Fantastic. So Melbourne City's gone into a tough market and they don't have the fans yet, but with success, the fans will come. Mm. Now they've just won the cup. If they can do something that's this season, step, yep. next season, you get some trophies. You have that infrastructure, you have the star power, you have the connection with Manchester, you got the connection with Yokohama in Japan, New York. You're starting to talk about a, a, a considerable force in Australian football. But at the same time, because of that connection, um, Manchester City, people might be turned off by it because they are Manchester City. They're Manchester City in Australia and, and a lot of people don't like Manchester. Imagine if you're a Man- Manchester United fan in Melbourne. You're not going to go support Melbourne City. No, probably not. Right? And I know that if a club here was was owned by Liverpool, they, they won't have my support. Yeah, okay. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, I get that. So, yeah, you can say like... Is that, is that maybe a problem? Like they've they've taken away a lot of their market because they hate Manchester City and there's an association there? Could be. Could be. But they're growing. Step by step, I think they're, they're relatively new. They're doing all the right things, whether people come to support them or not. I think at the end of the day, it'll it'll depend on how successful they are on the field. Come on, West Adelaide, get a side in the A-League. Very good. It's for CMI Toyota, the real football show. Stick around because we're going to chat more with Bruce Jitte about what yes, he's doing. And Val, while he's caused a stir uh, <laughs> up in Brisbane, we'll talk more about, about that next. It's the real football show, Triple M. Triple M's Real Football Show. Oh, what a goal! The biggest names and the biggest issues affecting fans of the round ball. Terrific run and a super finish. With Chris Dittmar. Can I just pick him up there? I'm 52 and I'm not growing up or mature. <laughs> and Scottish football superstar, Albie Kidd. The Triple M Real Football Show. Yes, welcome back to the second hour of the Real Footy Show with KG, Val Mignacci and uh, Bruce Chate and uh, Alex... What are you laughing at, Val? Mignacci. Oh, Mignacci. <laughs> oh. By the time I leave the show, I might, I might, for once in my life, get it right. Mignacci. Beautiful. Unbelievable. Okay, coming up on this hour of the program, we're going to uh, preview the big game tomorrow, Adelaide United versus the Raw, and then... Val... We get our teeth into Mr. Bruce Chateau and ask him what's he what's he doing? Where's he going? Is he staying? So stay with us, folks. We're going to He's bring the fit. hot news. Mm? He's looking fit. Oh, it looks magnificent. Absolutely, <laughs> it would look great. He would look great in a in a United singlet tomorrow. That's what I'm saying. Singlet. Well, well, At the end of the shirt. game, after he's handed his shirt over to Jade North. <laughs> oh, well, on that positive note, we'll come back more action shortly. I'll just shut up. Well, the, the looks of the studio have increased since Bruce got here. It's the real football <laughs> yes. show. Thanks to CMI Toyota on Triple M.
104.7 Triple M, it is the real football show for CMI Toyota, South Australia's number one Toyota dealer. This morning, what a lineup! Bruce Jitte is here, Val from the Advertiser and the legend KG. Good on you, Alex. Got a big hour coming your way. Sure, we're going to talk about United versus Raw tomorrow. We'll have a chat to Bruce Jitte about his future and what he's going to do. We're going to throw Val under the bus. His article on the LOC boys that may come here and coach United if Amore sees fit to not to continue. And we'll talk to James Holland. One of the United players who's had a very good season, and we'll talk to him uh, about that a little later. But more importantly, and most importantly, tomorrow, five o'clock, can we get the three points against Raw? And how big a statement would that be if we were to get the three points so far as our season is concerned, boys? Bruce? I think certainly they can get the three points against uh, Brisbane Raw, no doubt. We've we've done it in the past. Yep. And there's there's no doubt they can do it again. Um, it's not going to be an easy game. Missing a crucial player in Isaias. Yep. Um, that's that's going to make it more difficult. But in saying that, um, they got they got the depth. I think to, to to cover for him, and it's all about taking their chances. You know whether they take their chances uh, playing counter attack or, or or they control possession. And what and, would uh, you do? I try to control possession because as a player, it's more enjoyable when you have the ball, ball. rather than, than playing on the counter. But it's not always as effective. So you've got to do what's most effective at the time. Maroney and Sirio, uh, they're, they're in the squad. Would you play either of them or both of them? What would you do? I wouldn't start either of them just because they've been out for such an so extended time. period of time. Um, Maroney, Maroney must be under a cloud. That, that was a bad injury. His. Yeah, snapped Achilles. So <sighs> he's, he's come back really well from that, actually. Uh, running really well. I've been to training a few times since I've been back on holidays and he's moving really, really well. Um, so I wouldn't start him, um, but I'd definitely bring Thirio in off the bench, uh, his impact, his quality yep. make a real big difference. Maroney, it's a bit different. It's much easier to bring attackers on yep. off the bench. Uh, as a, For defenders, uh, if the team's doing well and, and the back four are, are working quite well in the game, you'd be loath to, to change that just to give him a, a bit of game time. But if anyone was to suffer an injury or you had to reshuffle the team or anything like that, you'd, you'd have no... No uh, hesitation in, in bringing on Maroney. He's a top quality player. Val? In the past, Bruce, Suncorp Stadium's been a major turning point in Adelaide United's fortunes. And I go back to when Rini Coolen was here, and I think that was a game that saw the back end of him eventually. That 7 1 after that great um, first season where he was in. Then remember that. that. I think that was the worst ever Adelaide United defeat, um, that 7 1. And then a couple of months later, Rini's gone. Um, he walked away on his own accord, apparently. Um, then did he <laughs> push me under a bus later? <laughs> um, then last season, I mean, even before last season, there was another turning point when Gombau was in in control. Uh, things weren't going that good. You beat Brisbane Raw away. That header from Jordan Elsie stands out in my mind. Right in the last. Okay, that was another turning point to actually say that this brand of football is now working. working. I was starting to work, and eventually it led to winning the FFA Cup last season. Brisbane Raw beat you guys three nil here early in the return leg. It was a four one to Adelaide United, and this is where you weren't at the start of the role, but you're well into it. So it's it's been a stadium where things. 
can happen either way. I mean, we've seen a bad thing happen from it where a coach has gone eventually after that hammering, but also a couple of times, Gombau and Amore, where it's actually turned the team the right mm. way. Yeah, very memorable games in, at, at the Suncorp for me for those particular reasons. Um, the, the, the discussion bef- before those games tend to be we can make a statement here. Uh, in the Gombau days, more so because Brisbane was so successful and the way that they played and everyone was, was, was trying to emulate that. And we just started playing that sort of style and it was kind of like, you know, whose style was better or who can execute it better. Yep. Um, so some memorable wins up there. And obviously last season, they, they were doing really well. I, don't, I can't remember where they were sitting, but it might have been the game that brought us into the top six mm. or something like that. So... It was it was definitely big games uh, up at up at Suncorp and and quite memorable ones indeed. Do do you get the feeling that it, like at the start of the year we had injuries, we've had a more sitting in the stand the last couple of weeks. We're now starting to get players back. Moore's down on 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 ground level. Uh, our first win last week. Obviously, we'll do wonders for the comments. Do you get the feeling that it's the tides turn for Adelaide, you know, because I do. But you're the expert, I'm not. But I just get the feeling, as, as a, from a layman's point of view, the tide may have turned and tomorrow is a very, very important game. I, th- I think there's still another piece to come into you the reckon? team. And that's, or maybe two. The, I think the key for the attack is Sergio Sirio. I think once he's fully fit and he'll have that understanding and you could talk about this a lot better than what I can because obviously you played with, with the trio with... With Karuska, obviously, not maybe not Enrique, but I think once he's fit, there's going to add another dimension. Obviously, Moroni, once he's fit, can put pressure on Tarek and Ben Garucho, who haven't had it up until now, to be fair. So it's sort of all coming together. And that's and that's exactly right. I think uh, when I first came back, actually, I watched, I watched them play Brisbane Raw here, one all draw, and I was sitting there. Enrique was sitting there. I was sitting next to Thidio. Moroni was there. Oh, God. And I thought, fuck her out, man. You guys are missing a lot of quality out there, you know? And and the boys did quite well. They drew one all. I, f- I felt like they deserved to win that game. And and then you start to think, okay, it'll be interesting now. Guillermo's going to have a tough job picking her first 11 when everyone's fit because Moroni's top top quality. Yep. Thidio is a fantastic player. You know, Enrique's back now already. He's so, great. You're not dropping Enrique after last se- uh, last week's performance. Guardiola's been very good so far this season. You've got another winger you can choose. Then the midfield as well, like you said, Garuccio and, and Tariq Elrich. So Guillermo gets more and more options, more and more competition in, 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 in the squad, and, and that's going to lead to better performances from different individuals and better performances from the team as a whole. Will they win tomorrow, Bruce? I think so. Woo! Val? Absolutely. Oh, you swallow that very positive vote. We'll come back with more. We're about to throw uh, uh, our friend Val under the bus. We're going to talk about Bruce Chatea, where he's going, what's he going to do. So stand by for some breaking news. It's the Real Football Show for CMI Toyota. It's Triple M. 104.7 Triple M. It's the Real Football Show for CMI Toyota. I've caught the boys mid-conversation. We've had to make Bruce hold his thoughts for a second. Well, we're talking about Adelaide. Beautiful Adelaide. <laughs> Fantastic. The, the only problem with Adelaide, we're a bit slow, but I love Adelaide. Born and bred in the West End of Adelaide. 
Played my footy and Whitmore squeeze to smash the lights and run home. Mum, <laughs> mum, mum used to threaten to call the police and frighten the crap out of me. Oh, unbelievable. Well, this morning it is Bruce Shitday, Val from the Advertiser and KG. We're going to look at Bruce now. Well, we are. Now, 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 now Bruce, we, we really want the story here on Triple M. I'm going to give you, it to you. People in Adelaide love you. Uh, they, the soccer I love fan, them. Well, there you go. It's, it's reciprocal. So it's, it's mutual. What about Bruce Chate's future? Where is it? And what uh, what are you going to do? Are you going to go back to South Korea? Or uh, is there a chance you'll stay in Adelaide? Well, I'm going to go back to South Korea. Um, 2nd of January, I fly out. Uh, we've got a camp in Taiwan. Then we go to Thailand. Yep. Uh, then I think I head back here at the end of January, a couple of days off. Right. Um, and then head back over in, at the start of February. So, look, the, the club, I've spoken to them a couple of times over the last yep. few weeks. Very keen to get me back and really want to push to go back up to the K-League Because they were relegated, weren't they? You they were relegated. Yeah. So, look, obviously I want to play in the K-League Classic. I yep. think you know, the, the difference between that competition and the A-League is not great. So, you know, I went over there to play in the top division, not in the second division. Correct. Um, so, obviously, I was disappointed like everyone else. To, yep. to, but that to happens. Be relegated. It's life. It can happen. And, and to be fair, I only called the back end of the season. Yep. You know, um, me and another eight or nine players came in to, to try, uh, save is a strong word, but to try help the team stay in the top division. Yep. We were unable to do that. Came down to the last game in the end and, and, and we lost that game, which was ultra disappointing. But... Yeah, just now it's just, you know, I'd like to stay abroad, yep. if I'm honest. Um, I'd like to stay abroad. I was in the A-League for five consecutive seasons or so. So it'd be good to stay abroad, in my mind, for, for a few consecutive seasons. But with a family and that, it also complicates the matter a bit Correct. as well. Correct, yes. Although it did just come out the other day that, you know, Australian education system is is not failing, but we're falling behind the other countries, South Korea being one of them. I, I see that. <laughs> I, I read that, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, in different different subjects. Yeah, um, I think it was math, science and English. Correct. No, not math, science and English. Math, science and something else, but yeah, I can't we're remember. behind them. Um, so, you know, maybe my son going to school in South Korea... Is, is probably not a bad idea. But you start to think about all those things, you know, the, the schooling and everything like that. So that'll come more into play in the next two to three years. And that's maybe when, you know, moving back might not be too bad of an idea. Can, can I play the devil's advocate here? If things don't happen in South Korea for you, your next move, would it be could it be back to Adelaide United? Look, if I play in Australia, I'd like to play for Adelaide United. Um, I wouldn't want to play in another, another club. No. Um, that's clear. Um, in, in saying that, the club's got to want you as well. It's, well, it's, 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 well want you. Throw you under a bus. Go, man. throw me. You said it before. You ended up at Gold Coast. Yeah, that's because they had no <laughs> oh, owners. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. What, what are you saying? Yeah, because when I left Turkey, there were no owners. The yeah, Nick Bianco had problems and had to give the license back, and FFA was controlling the club. And I tried to come back, but. Lyle Gorman was not the easiest person to, to deal with. And Clive Palmer, funnily enough, was easier to deal with. So Clive Palmer! <laughs> I ended up back he, there. He broke our hearts. But he I, knocks Adelaide out of the final series. Man. I know. That won't happen. <laughs> no, no, no. You'd come back to, to Adelaide. I would. You'd not, love Adelaide, you told Adelaide me. was my first call. They... It's, but that's the other thing. The club's got to want you as well at that time. Well, you've said no that offer. twice to me now. Val, the club would want him. I'm not his agent. No, but you, 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 know, you know the football world. 
That's you know Adelaide United. You know Greg Griffin, although you're fighting with him at the moment. No, I'm not. We're no, not we're getting on. We're getting on like a house on fire. <laughs> oh, he, what? he gave me a nice phone call, but that's we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, Adelaide United. Seriously, they'd they'd take they want Bruce. Mate. Absolutely. That's exactly and why right. wouldn't you? Exactly. But you know, ironically, you know when you your first international experience in club football was for Adelaide back in 2008, where you scored. Um, was it the Pohang Steelers? Young now. I reckon it's Pohang Steelers. 2 0. Siong Nam. Siong Nam. Here. Oh, my, yeah, you're right. You're right. But I, I mean, away. Oh, away. Away was South Korea, yeah, the Steel Yard. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that, obviously, that memory. And that was Adelaide's first major win on the road in the Champions League. League 2008. In May that year, you and Burnsy, I remember at, uh, I think it was Hong Kong Airport. One goes one way. You go to Turkey, Burns. He goes somewhere else. Greece. Nathan Burns. Greece. To Greece. And then you've you've come back. But, I mean, what I'm getting to is that first experience in Korea. Is that why you made the move to Korea? I mean, was that in the back of your mind? And I'm thinking, why does this guy, after you've won the double, you're in hot, super hot form, 11 goals out of the last 14. And I was a major critic before that because you didn't score for a long time. And I was giving you heaps. And I told you this personally. But you came good. Doing your job, mate. Uh, you came good. You should be in Ash Postacoglu's radar. Then all of a sudden he's gone. He's gone to Korea. Well, that, What's going on here? Well, that was my next question there about the Ange. Why? Oh, it, was, it, was, it was a quick move. I, I think I had experience with playing in, against Korean teams and, and playing in Korea through the Asian Champions League with, with Adelaide United. Um, so I knew sort of... The level I was going to and, and and what I was in for, I was comfortable with that with that move. Um, it happened really quickly. I got a call on a Saturday. I was on a plane on a Sunday. Cut a long, a lot of things in between, but cut a long story short, that's how quick it was. I wasn't actively looking or, or anything like that, but it was a very good offer. And and I think if I was younger and you know, I, I don't know, if I was younger and I didn't have kids and this and that, then maybe I'll say no and I'll go later, you know. But at 29, you know, the, the club can't match that sort of offer with salary caps and everything here. Uh, uh, also to get that experience as well, I think about life after football and, and things like that quite a bit and to experience another culture somewhere in Asia, especially now with Australia, Asia connections, you, you know, that can really hold you in good stead for, for life after football as well, depending on, on what you want to do. Um, all those sort of things, give my family another experience overseas. I thought I thought uh, was a, it was a good move. I think it was a good move. I'm happy with it now. I'm still happy with it still. I'm, I'm happy I made the decision. Korea is a fantastic country. And, you know, I think maybe my son can learn some Korean while he's over there. That, that, that could be an interesting <laughs> thing as well. So, you know, I, I'm from a family that, is from all over, you know, my, my brother lives in New York, my, my, my little brother maybe probably moving to Hong Kong in the next month or so, and, and I'm in Korea. So everyone's all over the, all place. Over the so, place. So we're real worldly-like. We're not real homebodies. So, you know, it's, it's easy to stay in Adelaide and, and live my whole life here. And that, wait for the hospital. That'd be there. <laughs> hey? And wait for the hospital. Wait, wait for the hospital, which <laughs> might open when my son graduates. <laughs> Hasn't started Wait school for a yet. new football stadium to open. New football stadium might happen when my son's son graduates. <laughs> so, no, I think, I think, I think honestly, I think you know uh, it was a good move, and and for me as a person, as a footballer, I think it really encompassed the whole package. 
and you've done well. But even though you got relegated, I think you, you did your job. You yep. scored, what, five goals in 11 matches. Um, and I thought at that time that Mr. Postacogli was going to come calling back because you proved yourself in Why the A-League. Well, we'll get to the, let's get to the Thailand game where there, it was a 2-2 draw and I thought it was a bad result. And I think six or seven out of his starting 11, not even in the squad list for yeah. his teams that he's picked. And then he criticises the boys for not getting game time when there was boys like yourself getting game time in a foreign country, doing well. And, hey, was your phone alive? Did he call you and say, hey, Bruce, I like what you're doing? Come on, mate. You know, a couple more goals. You're back in. <laughs> Angie's not that type of guy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, I know him quite well. He's, he's, he's not going to call me and, and, and give me a bit of a pep talk, I don't think. But he keeps his eye on a lot of players, um, um, for sure. Uh, he watches a lot of games every week, no doubt. Um, yeah, there were a few players that that were selected and that were that were playing that that maybe weren't playing as regularly as they or or the, mm. the coaching staff would like them to be playing at at club level um that that can happen i think that happens in a lot of national teams it just depends on the policy at the at the time or or what the coach thinks is best at the time but look uh, for me it's just concerning the club football mm. i think in the past i've let national team aspirations and that sort of cloud my not my thoughts but just just maybe an extra thing that that you don't need on 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 your shoulders, and you know I think it's just important to concentrate on my club football and do as do as well as I can for them. But you know what annoys me a lot about the country's mentality here in Europe? We see if a how old are you now? Twenty nine. Twenty nine. Twenty nine strikers start scoring goals. He's in the national team. Graziano Pelé is an example. The Italian, right? At twenty nine, thirty, he bang. He all of a sudden he's in here. 29, they're looking at putting you out in retirement. It's it's actually funny. In Korea, like once you pass 30, then you become an experienced player and then Mm. people start getting interested in giving you longer-term deals. Mm. Yeah, it's just different. Well, Bruce, whatever you do, uh, we wish you well. Stay with us. We're not finished yet, but I'm talking down the future. Whatever you do, uh, I hope it goes well for you. But if it doesn't happen overseas, Adelaide United is your team. Up next, Val has made some friends up at Brisbane. I don't think so. (laughs) We'll discuss that more. It's the real football show for CMI Toyota, South Australia's number one Toyota dealer. They want his blood. Triple M. One hundred four point seven Triple M. It is the real football show for CMI Toyota, South Australia's number one Toyota dealer. It's one hell of a cast in here today. Bruce Jitte is in the studio, Val Miliato from The Advertiser and KG. Good on you, Alex. And, of course, you wrote a very provocative article during the week, Val, in The Advertiser when you were talking about the fact that our present United coach, Amor, if he doesn't uh, continue, it just decides that he, he wants to go back or do something different. You've suggested that the ideal replacement would be the Aloisi boys, Ross and John. Now, as a consequence of that article in The Advertiser, I can tell you... Uh, Brisbane Raw want your blood. They dead set are after you, Val. Because they're not doing their job. No, they are saying to you that you are playing mind games. Now, are you playing mind games? No. Did you write write the article for Adelaide United or is is that your gut feeling? I wrote it for the advertiser. No, that's the actual. Well, you've got to look at. Plan B. You've got to look at the succession right, plan. Uh, what would plan? If Amos decides to move on, what what would you? If you were Adelaide United, what would you do? I'd talk immediately, and I be, I'm led to believe there's been some dialogue. Been not 
like sit down and contracts out, just no, informal. No, but contact's been made. Yes. Thank you. Informally. In- informally. And, uh, maybe the idea's been thrown out there, maybe it's not. But there is good contact with the club. Um, there's between the Aloises and a key member of Adelaide United. So if but I, I'm not saying, I'm not suggesting that they've said we want you straight no, no, away. No. But if, if Amor was to move on, or Amor was to move on, you would appoint John Ross Aloisi if they were available. You'd go a, and get him. I'd have a serious look at, at the pair. Obviously, but if if the number two stays, Palmati's been in within the club for four years, you'd have to look at him yeah. as well. Yep. But if you want strong characters, South, South Australian, Australian player, boys, yeah, that's, that's a, it's a plus. Ross was a captain, first has, A-League captain, has, won the Premier's plate with he, the side. Has he calmed down? As You don't want him to calm down because, it's, I mean, he, He's for me, he, he, he is a fantastic guy. He is a great guy. Right? Love he calls him. a spade a spade. Yeah. And some people can't hack it. Too bad. Bad luck. Move on. Correct. But he's a fantastic coach as well. Mm. And and Johnny, obviously, he's now becoming a coach in his own right after I thought he was thrown under a bus at Melbourne Heart. Mm-hmm. Still bad blood there. We saw that last week with Johnny Van Skip and uh, and Ross, you know, trading, Having a crack at trading each other. barbs. Even Timmy Cale got involved there. But I think Adelaide, are, uh, they've got to look at plan B. If Guilherme doesn't stay, they've got 80% of their co- players coming off contract. And I'll bring Bruce into this yeah, one now. Yeah, please do. So, as a player, what do you do? You don't know. The coach hasn't committed. And up until yesterday, I'm led to believe, no, not yet. You've got all the foreign brigade coming off contract all at once, which is quite incredible. So, you've got Eugene coming off. Your co- all your big players. You've got Jimmy Holland or Dutchie, boring Dutchie, and uh, Tarek. They're, I think they're the only two senior players actually left. What do you do if you're a player stuck in that predicament? Well, there's the word predicament. So it's not a good <laughs> spot to be in, no doubt. Um, no one likes uncertainty and and that only fuels the uncertainty, I think. It's very important to, to know who your coach is going to be because he's your boss. He's going to decide if you play or not. He's going to decide if you play as a winger or a striker, as a defender or a midfielder. He's going to decide everything. So... You need the decision maker to be there. It's hard to commit when you don't know who the decision maker is going to be. Just getting back to me being thrown under a bus. So yeah. Brisbane's in the same predicament because they haven't appointed Ross or John as coaches for next year. They've got their key striker who's coming off contract. They're trying to re-sign him. That's why the spotlight's been pointed back to Adelaide because... Brisbane's not doing their job. Their job. Well, so well, they got to let their players know where they're going with the coach, which they haven't. Yeah. And I think Adelaide's in the same predicament. And I think uh, in terms of Jamie McLaren as, as Brisbane Raw's main striker, I think for him, as a fellow professional for him, it would be a good time for him to move. I think he was in the UK for quite a long period before he came back to Perth. Did quite well there the last se- uh, couple of seasons ago. Went to Brisbane last season. Exploded. Mm. Fantastic season, I thought. He'd maybe move already. He's decided to stay on. He's doing well again this season, no doubt. Uh, he's got a few Socceroos caps now. You know, he's in the national team environment uh, regularly. I think for him to, to progress, he should move. I think if Brisbane want to keep him, they, they've got to make him marquee. That's, that's, that's possible, of course. But uh, without a coach... You know, maybe John Aloisi is a big part of, of how well uh, McLaren's doing. I was lucky enough to play in the national team with John. Fantastic player. 
really good mentor and I can just imagine him as a coach of a striker, especially a young striker like a Jamie McLaren, how many tips he could give him, how much confidence he could give him. And maybe that's a big reason why Jamie's been doing so well. Now, if that mentor, that coach is up in the air, his future, your future's up in the air. If I'm him, I'm not committing till I know what John's doing. Mm, Can exactly. you imagine Adelaide? Okay, Guardiola's on loan from Granada, yep. so he'll, he'll have to go back, or maybe not. It depends what happens the at near the end of the season. Can you imagine Adelaide if all at once they lose Sirio, Karuska, Isaias, LaRocca, and Enrique, who's now not a foreigner? Imagine, can, can that happen? It can happen. Of course it can Can happen. you imagine? Put the but boots on, Val. But what do you Put the do? boots on, son. I think, I think there's a few aspects here. I think this, this similar scenario happened a couple of years ago when Giuseppe was coach. And because of the relationship Giuseppe had with the players, he was able to keep all the players that he wanted to keep. I think Guillermo has that power now as well. But uh, again, without Guillermo being signed on and, and everything up in the air, of course it's possible that, that, that you lose all those players. And then you've got to start thinking of the culture of the club. Mm. If you lose the heart and soul of your club good in night, terms Dick. of players, you've got to start all over again. And I've been at Adelaide United for a long time when the culture was better or worse. And honestly, last season, the last three or four years, it's been superb. Mm. Interesting time so far as Adelaide United is concerned. Okay, we'll come back very, very shortly and we'll have a chat to James Duchy Holland. It's the Real Football Show for CMI Toyota, Triple M. KG, good friends of ours, CMI Toyota, guess what? what what's happening, big fella? The Toyotathon annual clearance is on right now at you're, CMI Toyota. You're joking. And of course, they are SA's number one Toyota Correct. dealer. Unbeatable value across a selection of popular Toyota models, including one of my favourites, the brand new Hilux SR5 4x4 turbo diesel dual cab. Only, wait for it, 52,990 drive away. Yeah, they are fantastic people, the, the, the people at CMI Toyota. Alex has noted about that. Now, all the offers are at cmitoyota.com.au. Now, what you've got to do, really and truly, folks, you'll get a deal of a lifetime, is head to CMI West Terrace of the City, Cheltenham or Christie's Beach. The locations are fantastic. The Toyota-thon annual clearance is on for a limited time only, so you've got to be quick. And the boys down there, they love to see you see a miling. Big show this morning. Bruce Jitte in the studio. Val Miliacho from the Advertiser and KG. Earlier today, ahead of the big game tomorrow afternoon against uh, Brisbane Raw, Adelaide United's James Holland joined us. Got in you, Alex. Now, uh, of course, Bruce, we're about to introduce a former teammate of yours. A very important game tomorrow. Every game's important for Adelaide United now. But uh, if they can make a statement tomorrow, that would be absolutely sensational and get the three points as you welcome the program man who's having a very good season, James Holland. James, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. Pleasure. Now, James, the win last week, our first three points. What's that done for the for the feeling among the players and the confidence of the players? Um, obviously, it's a, I think it's a bit of a psychological thing. It's, yep. it's uh, good to finally finally get those three points. I feel like there were games this season where we were really close, um, where we probably deserved to get a little bit more out of the game, but for whatever, for whatever reason, we. Uh, we didn't do that, so that that, that to get that three points, um, I think, gives us that little bit of a psychological edge. So how's training been this week, James? Um, obviously, Izzo's going to be missing tomorrow because he's That's suspended. That's a huge loss. Uh, it's massive. Um, does that mean you're going to sit sit in that number six spot? How, has has Gwilanmo sort of pointed to anything new happening? 
Um, yeah, I mean, obviously this is a huge loss. He's been a really important t- part of the team for for a while now. Um, but hopefully we can uh, we can cover that. I think over the last few weeks I've been playing that number six role predominantly, mm. so that won't change too much. But I think with Isa there, it gave me a little bit more freedom to break forward when I when I had the opportunity. Whereas this game, I, I think I'll I'll be sitting a little bit more. Um, so yeah, it, look, hopefully we can fill that void. He's definitely a big loss, but um, we're definitely going to go out there for three points. Did the boss talk to you about him not being there for the last two matches? Like, you know, how he saw the game differently? Because I, I noticed on Fox Sports, obviously, he was taking notes. Um, you get a different view. Has he yep. mentioned, like, you know, he liked what he saw, he didn't like what he saw, can you do this better? Has he gone through it at all? Uh, the boss is generally, he's always pretty positive. He, he's, I guess he he hasn't really touched on the fact that he's looking at the game from a different perspective. I suppose he sees the game how he sees it. Um, and, you know, he, during that time, he was also feeding those notes back to Powell, who, who, who was, uh, who was um, letting us know as well. So he, he didn't really touch on the fact that he was, you know, watching it from a different perspective, and, and uh, it was just kind of business as usual, I guess. He didn't feed those notes during the suspension, <laughs> did he? Did he hand yeah, them to the apologies. waiter and it got, my, got onto the bench somehow? My apologies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll clear that one up. <laughs> but obviously, or maybe not. <laughs> no. Look for a little waiter. <laughs> Can I have a drink, please, just to take this down to the bench? Well, we had Mourinho we do, we in do, a wheelie bin, didn't we? Sorry, we do, what was that joke? Mourinho in a wheelie bin. We do always have Blazer up there, the goalkeeper coach, who also always um, kind of looks at the game from that perspective and, and gives his opinion on it. So there's always that, that um, there anyway. So, I reckon the things are starting to turn. We've got Amor now out of the stands, back down on, on, on the bench. We've got Moroni and Sirio back in the squad. I just get the feeling that the, the tides turn for us somewhat. Yeah, 100%. I think those, those injuries at the start of the season were... Killed were, you. Yeah, a big loss. I think... You know, just even so, for, even for the competition within the team, it's good to, to have everyone pushing each other. So it's good to have those boys back. Obviously, Syria is another one that's important for us. Um, Moroni there. You know, we've, we've got that little bit of depth now, which, which helps. And, um, yeah, I've got a good feeling as well. Just, uh, obviously, Brisbane over the last couple of weeks, John Aloisi has been firing a few rockets across across the bowels. Um, they seem to be getting... they When they get emotional, this is the point I want to make, on the pitch, they don't play well. And we've seen that in the last couple of games. When when everything's cool, they're actually a good side. But if you can rock the boat a little bit, they, they rock. Is and, that And do what? What do you mean rock the boat? What, what, get into their faces. Faces, yeah. Right? You know, Ups, good one, Val. And, and, yeah, yeah. and it... And it we, we've seen John get upset last week at Timmy Kale. Yes, yes, I saw that. On TV. And I think it rocked Brisbane as so well. So you're saying you know it should get into the faces of Brisbane rule? Well, it could be a plan. Like, if you upset maybe the boss a little bit, and, that, and he gets upset back and it transforms to his team, mm. you've got him by maybe a little bit of the jugular. W- would you consider that, James? All right, I'm going to go whisper sweet nothings into John Aloysius' ears. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, now that Val's giving me the hot tip. Uh, <laughs> You should tell him that it's come from Val as well. Val's popped yeah, on yeah, yeah. the moment. I'm too close to the family to shoot me. Because Brisbane <laughs> Raw want, want Val Belliacci's blood. Mate, they you, want his blood. 
You wanted the boat rock, mate. So <laughs> <laughs> same retreat now. But no, you know, we, we... the mind games. I mean, how important is it in in the scheme of things? I mean, you know, like get the upper hand psychologically. Does it does it work on the footy pitch? I think it can, but at the same time, I think a lot of that um, will funnel down through the coach, and our coach generally doesn't buy into any of that. So. Yeah. Um, we, as a team, probably don't buy into it either. I think, um, you know, there's coaches like Arnie and maybe Johnny Aloisi that, that like to to use the media in that way and, and maybe they do that on purpose for their team. But our coach kind of takes a back seat in that regard and, and focuses on our game and, and allows us to do that as well. How are you going to beat them tomorrow? Yeah, Obviously, uh, Brett Holman's missing because he's had a knee operation, a minor one, but Jamie McLaren's... In the lineup, he wasn't there last time you played in that one-one draw. What do you need to do to beat them? How are you going to beat them? We've got Val, the secret weapon. That's <laughs> uh, throw, throw me under the bus. Beautiful now. games. Uh, now, nah, nah, look, Brisbane are a really hard team to break down. They're defensively really organised and disciplined. Obviously, at home they play really well. Um, it's going to be a tough game for us. Uh, how are we going to beat them? Obviously, that's something we're discussing internally. But um, yeah, it's. it's without a doubt, going to be a really difficult game for us. James, one of your former teammates is on our panel this morning. He's, 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 he's playing with his computer at the moment. How, how would you like to have Bruce Atay in uh, a shirt playing tomorrow? I was wondering who that was in the background. <laughs> Bring back Bruce. Just Bring back Bruce. He's lurking. Just creeping, mate. He is, isn't he? Um, sorry, what was the question again? <laughs> how would you like to have him in a United shirt tomorrow? Oh, I'd love it. I'd love it. Obviously... Brucey, um, from all accounts, he was a very big uh, part of the change room last year. So, obviously, he'd been fantastic um, contribution to the team. Disappointing that he's not there, but at the same time, um, it's just good to feel his presence back in Adelaide, to be honest. <laughs> I'll shout your lunch then. Thanks, mate. <laughs> I appreciate shout. it. I was hoping for that. <laughs> so, uh, James, this morning's obviously the last training session at Hindmarsh. I think it's closed doors. We're only allowed in for uh, 10, 15 minutes. And we're not, actually, we're not even allowed in this morning, which is okay. So what's what's the, the last training session usually like? Uh, is it just a tweak? Is it tactical? Do you loosen up? What do you usually do? No, we generally do the tactical stuff um, two days before the game. So this is more so just, I guess, a uh, more of a priming session, you could probably call it. Just um, getting us sharp, getting us ready, short and uh, quick. And, and yeah, getting all the... I suppose the loosen ourselves up for the for the game tomorrow. Well, James, good luck. It, 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 it looked to, to win tomorrow would be huge. Another three points. Good luck to you and the boys. I just get a feeling about Adelaide tonight. A good feeling. So to you and the boys, all the best, James, and we appreciate your time and make your mate here, Bruce. Should take by your lunch hole, son. Good on you, James. You James Holland, a very important player for our Land United. That was from earlier on in the show when we all caught up with James Holland. Exactly right, Alex. That just about takes us out. Look, I hope you've enjoyed the program. Big game tomorrow. Uh, Raw taking on United. Uh, hope they can get the three points. It would be fantastic. Bruce, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Really Love- enjoyed my time on the show. Absolutely fantastic. And likewise, Val, your contribution was outstanding, even though we threw you under the bus, but you deserved that. So we're back with you again. <laughs> <laughs> We're back with it again next. We Saturday are morning. indeed. Stick around. Sean Craig Murphy is up next. Where this was the real football show for CMI Toyota, South Australia's number one Toyota dealer. Triple M's the real football show catch up Saturday mornings from seven a.m. for CMI Toyota, SA's number one Toyota dealer.